From tornadoes to hurricanes, blizzards, and everything in between, you're listening to the Stormfront Freaks Podcast. The Stormfront Freaks are former television meteorologist Mark Massaro, collegiate senior in atmospheric science Brady Harris, digital meteorologist and weather producer for The Lift on the Weather Channel app, Dina Knightley, freelance on-camera meteorologist and former Weather Channel meteorologist Kim Cunningham, and I'm your announcer and Skywarn Network radio operator, Mark Johnson. Now, here's the moderator of the Stormfront Freaks podcast, amateur storm spotter, Bill Johnson. All right, welcome to the most entertaining weather podcast on your listening and viewing device. This is the Stormfront Freaks, uh, brought to you by Accurite. Accurite is the leader in time, temperature, and weather technology. So shop the number one weather station brand in North America at Accurite.com. And they do have some sweet weather stations correct mj absolutely i love mine i love they it got, they, they, if so if you are especially like if you're a coco Ross kind of person uh they got they got some great stuff but hey thanks for listening and watching uh this is episode 25 our guest is the meteorologist for roto grinders fantasy sports and cw33 tv in dallas fort worth mr kevin roth Hey. Up, hey, and uh and hey welcome, we'll be welcome. discussing uh we'll be discussing why many tv meteorologists it, you know here we just introduced this guy and now we're going to also talk about why many tv meteorologists quit or don't last and surround uh but anyway so we'll be talking a little bit about that and why it was stress levels and all that but we'll also uh be getting into later on our weather fools weather resources so stick around and we'll also be announcing the winner of our accurate drawing uh so make sure you do that because we haven't announced that yet either so if you're watching our live show because i know we got a lot of people watching live on youtube and oklahoma weather tracker tv uh we want to make sure we're let you know we're going to be monitoring twitter throughout our recording tonight so if you have questions or comments for kevin or any of the freaks uh go ahead jump on twitter and ask your question just throw on the hashtag stormfront freaks uh, and, and we'll make sure we check those, and, and if we have time, we'll make sure we throw those out uh, to everybody else. So let's go ahead and introduce the team and find out what they're drinking here for happy hour tonight. Uh, MJ up in central Minnesota. All right. Are you, you going to surprise us? or Nope, I've got uh, got my Northeast again. i got to drink what's in the refrigerator before I can get something new. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> From 1960. Right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I understand. I, you know, and I understand because I had to raid the refrigerator as well. I still had a couple, uh, Mad Tree Ew. Brewing Company, rounding third. This, again, uh-huh. is their uh, red IPA, uh, which is, is very good, but it is for the baseball season here in Cincinnati, Cincinnati Reds. All right. And rounding third. Uh, yeah, as a, yeah, do you like that stash, Brady? That's Brady's I mustache. Love that. That, 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 that is a stash. Sweet. I love that stash. Everyone... Everyone in my family doesn't like it, but I love that. Yeah, stuff. and those of you watching, if you're watching us on YouTube or live or Oklahoma Weather Tracker TV, you might you might wonder who that stranger is uh, <laughs> with the mustache. But that is our Brady Harris up in Columbus at the uh, yep. Ohio State University campus. Brady, what are you what are you pretending to drink tonight? Well, <laughs> well, here's gotcha. the deal. I haven't opened it yet, but I, I yeah, yeah, of course not. A cider geist uh, from the the bowels of Cincinnati. Here, it's it's a semi hard or semi dry hard cider. Fantastic! I can't really drink more than one of them though. 
because it's got you a lot of sugar. One of them. No, it's got a lot of sugar. It's got a bunch of sugar. So I'm not, you know, it's it's good, but I can't really have more than one. Just just so you know, I'm calling on that unless I see you actually take a real <laughs> Brady, Brady, you Me get too. a little fountain pen, you stick it in the bottom, hold it up, and then open it. I'm just saying. And then open it. I, <laughs> yeah, there you go. I thought you are supposed right. to open it from the bottom, right? You're supposed to take, you know, like puncture you know it with what? a knife or something. Yeah. Or you you got a shotgun right do. now. We don't believe you. <laughs> Man, our guest is calling you out, dude. Wow. <laughs> All right. That's bad. Just so wait. We, next episode, I'll come with a surprise. All right. Next hey, we have we out. have also have with us tonight, and this is uh, this is uh, great. We have the awesome and beautiful Kim Cunningham in Atlanta, but it is also Kim's birthday today. Hey, no. happy, yes. happy birthday! Mm-hmm. We sing, can we do like a? Can we sing? Maybe Phil? Get like, oh, yes. oh, I thought about yes. pulling out the Beatles. You know, you say it's your birthday. Wait, how many of you had to drink, Phil? Yes, All right. I love it. I dig it. And you know what? Today is 20, by the way, right? It is. It is. is. And it's National Marijuana Day. National Park Day. (laughs) Oh, we're not drinking. Kim is smoking. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know how you know, you know how you know when you've taken 420 a little too far, don't you? (laughs) When? (laughs) When Snoop Dogg asks you to tone it down. (laughs) <laughs> I still don't get it. Well, don't, nice. well he he's been known to yeah have fun with the marijuana. Okay. <laughs> so what are you drink? Are you drinking or are you smoking? What what's going on in Atlanta? <laughs> well, I'm not smoking, but I am drinking, and I'm drinking, and I can't remember, guys, if I've if I've actually had this one on the podcast yet, but it's Bell's Two Hearted Ale. You guys heard I'm of Bell's? I'm familiar before? with it because aren't they out of Michigan? Yes, they're out of Michigan. Here's the bottle. Yeah, I, I don't know okay. if, if you've had it or not, but I'm familiar with it. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's an IPA. It's wonderful. It's one of my favorites. And it's always rated really high. It's like 90-something points when you go try to buy it. So it's mm-hmm. good. That's what I'm drinking. All right. Uh, and then Maz in Cincinnati. Maz, what uh, what do you – Well, well, first I thought Kim was going to say – I wasn't sure if I've had uh, these – one today yet because it's her birthday. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't remember if you've had one of those. What are you? T- anyway, happy twenty nine. We're Thank proud of you. you. Thank All you. Right. Speaking wow. of twenty nine, that's how many calories are probably in this Mick Ultra. Hey, I'm oh, coming off, I'm coming off the no beer Lent, so I'm easing back in. Easing back in. Yeah. That's awesome. Pace, yeah. pace yourself, man. I, I, I could eat fish, but I couldn't have beer. I don't know what. The- all right, so let and then we're gonna jump. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and jump to Texas to our guest, uh, Kevin Roth. Now, Kevin, I know you got to get up, you're like oh dark hundred here in the next couple hours. So you're probably pulling a Brady and not actually drinking something. But I know you're a beer fan. I so, am. So let let me at least tell us what a favorite. Give us what you got over there. I'm going. I like a light beer. I can't do the IPAs like Kim, but I, I this is a nice Pacifico. It is easy to drink and it's easy to drink a lot of them so I'm down <laughs> with but it's hard to get hard to get the cap off it looks like right but yeah that that's a problem well, that's just you know, Where, that. so where is that out of where's that brewery out of uh, this is uh it's mexican beer it's just a really oh, good mexican i'm in texas so i think sweet man yeah oh, close enough there you, you, got, go. you just gotta jump the wall to get your beer that's all you got jump the wall next time <laughs> Well, let's uh, let, on that note. Let's go ahead and get to our, our 
our esteemed guest tonight. Kim, okay. go ahead and give him a, a formal introduction instead of a beer introduction. Can, can we call him Special K, though? I, I think that would work. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> All right, so Kevin is a meteorologist for rotogrinders.com fantasy sports and with CW33 TV in Dallas, Fort Worth. Now, Kevin has a bachelor's degree from Florida State University and a master's degree from Mississippi State, a seal of approval from the National Weather Association, and five plus years working in severe weather markets. He's a lover of weather science and anything nerdy. I love that. I think you probably got everybody's attention, though, when I read this, that you are a meteorologist for rotogrinders.com fantasy sports. That's like, oh, my gosh, weather and sports together. How did you get that gig? testosterone right there. Absolutely. (laughs) Best gig. And it happened so randomly. I got a message on Facebook from a friend, and she said, hey, uh, a buddy of mine is looking to hire a meteorologist. Something about sports or beer or weather. I don't really know. You should you should talk to him. I was like, beer, yeah, yeah. Hang on, let me. I'll do this. And I sent out a message and and got hooked up with Roto Grinders, and uh, it's been about four years now, and it's just been it's awesome. I, I love you, it. Did you even care if it paid? You were reading. No, yeah. <laughs> I don't even care what you're doing. I'm in already. Yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, Kevin, do do us a favor, because I think the general public has a little bit of an idea of, of fantasy football and fantasy baseball, and they might do that with their friends and everything else. But now, you know, this daily fantasy sports, I guess, fill people in a little bit on what that is, how that's different. Obviously, a little cash involved in that. But uh, yeah, fill us in on that first. Yeah, if you've been watching sports over the last few years, you've probably seen the commercials for like DraftKings or Roto-Grinder or uh, DraftKings or FanDuel. They were all over the place. And essentially, these are companies where every single day you make a new fantasy team. So let's take baseball, for example. Every day you have to draft players from all around the league, and you put a little cash down, and the hope is you can win some money. The issue is if you're drafting a team, and let's say you're picking uh, currently a player in Cincinnati where it's raining, if it rains a little too hard and that game gets canceled – you're not going to get any money. You're not going to get any stats and you're going to lose all your money. So they got sick of, uh, you know, trusting, uh, you know, the iPhone app for their weather forecast. And they decided they needed someone who can actually analyze storms, talk about the risk and uh, know when, when you got to bail on these games. Are you in Vegas? You look like you're in Vegas right now. No, this is, this is Dallas. This is uh, in my penthouse Sweet. at the back of Dallas. Wow. It's, it's, it's just a flimsy See, little. It's kind of wavy. Yeah, oh, yeah. I love that. It is. It is a good gig. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Brady, you should take note here. Looking for a job, right? <sighs> oh, I'm, I'm taking detailed notes. Trust me. <laughs> they have, hey, they have Burger Kings in Dallas, don't they? so what so so kevin what what kind of money is involved in this are are you aware at all of the kind of money that's being thrown into this daily fantasy sports now i mean it is millions and millions and millions of dollars i get people messaging me personally on twitter saying hey man i've got 10 grand riding on this game uh is it gonna rain or not and so uh, and that's just one person i mean there are guys there are guys out there, high volume players who will bet thousands of dollars. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, like a hundred thousand dollars 
or it was on lineups. Wow. Just in one day. Wow. Anybody so, Italian that you got to, you know, really no, make I've been worried. Place? I'm always worried I get one wrong. Someone's going to come. Yeah. 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 Well, give, give us yeah, some I've, stories. You got any good yeah. stories of some, some followers that, that just like you predicted something and it wasn't or it was. And because it and happens. I mean, it's, it's, weather, you know, it's we're, we're going to make mistakes. So yeah. yeah I, I try to always stress like what I do is not perfection, but I'm going to be the best out there. I'm better than your other options. But I had someone tweet me and they said, uh, Fell for Kevin Ross again. That won't be <laughs> <laughs> Man, I like 99 games correct in a row and I missed one and now you fell for my again. Oh, yeah. yeah. Welcome uh, to meteorology. Like you, <laughs> haven't been, you haven't been a forecaster until you've had a death threat, though. I'm just saying. Death oh. Threat. oh. Sounds like somebody's had yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> Have you had one? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So now, Kevin, so, do you get to play any like fantasy sports yourself like is there because i know like people yeah, exactly like <laughs> players you know like in in the you know nfl or something they can't actually play in a, I love but, them, but. Are, can you do any of the you know the fantasy sports that you predict weather for i could uh i think there's a little conflict of interest because i'm moving my forecast literally moved millions of dollars oh, so if yeah. i say don't play this game and no one plays it and then i sneak in and play it and yeah. a bunch of money exactly Mm-hmm. it's a little it's a little shady so uh, i i do not play to make sure that no one's like uh, thinking that uh you know i'm doing anything that's smart crazy. what it's what now- sports are you doing and what aren't you doing uh baseball's the big one i pick because that's the sport where you get rain outs fairly often sure now football you don't you don't see rain outs you just mm-hmm. you're gonna play in some rain but uh, baseball's a big one golf is a big one if there's going to be a, a day or a time when it's really windy People can pick golfers to try and avoid that maximum wind. And then NFL is always a big one as well. Okay. Do, you do, do you do any college sports, college football, they or anything like that? They have college or? sports. They actually, um, last year, DraftKing and FanDuel pulled the college sports, so you're not allowed to do that anymore. So Roto Grinders, can, do you play on Roto Grinders, or is that more of a stat and information website? Yeah, that it's like a it's a content site where you play on FanDuel and you play on DraftKings and you go to Roto Grinders to figure out how you're going to make your money on those yeah. sites. Yeah, and I you know I just I a quick add this because I it was two summers ago, um, I got in on, uh, gosh, what was that first one? Not FanDuel, but um, I can't even think of it. But but one of them, I I got in on like gosh, I'll give this a try, and I threw some money at it. And, you know, I played, this was for baseball and I played a couple, um, nights, you know, full yeah. day. And what you do is you basically, you typically play the day. So I'm going to play all the games going on this day. You're given so much fantasy dollars to pick a team and the better players cost more. So you can't load up your team. You gotta, you gotta yeah. kind of look at matchups and stuff like that. I'm one of the options. I thought I'll do this. I'll play the, the 50, 50 option where all you have to do is you have to just beat you have to finish in the top half of everybody else and you're in the money. Yeah. You know, and some of those, there's like 20, you know, 20 or 30 people playing. And I'm like, geez, all I got to do is finish in the top 10 and the bottom 10 don't get money. So I thought I can do that. And I remember the first night I played, I was, you know, the first few games I was in in the lead and doing really well. And as the night went on, I kept dropping and dropping (laughs) and dropping. And I finished in the bottom half and I'm like, good Lord. How did that many people be, beat me? And it's intense. 
you there gotta is, know your stuff. Oh, there's so much information oh. out there. It's it's insane, and that's another reason why I don't play. Is not just because it looks bad, <laughs> because I don't know enough about it, and I'd lose all my money. <laughs> yeah, Phil, Phil, were you drinking as the night wore on? Is that the I, deal? No, you know, because you already pick your team. You got to throw in all your right. team before the games start. Yeah. And as Kevin said, this is why it's important. Is because if if a team looks or if a game looks like it's going to be rained out, like if a Reds game looks like it's going to be rained out, I don't want to play Joey Votto because I might not get his stats. And if I don't get his stats, I'm in big trouble because everybody else is playing a full lineup of people that are playing and getting stats. And that's why it's, it's, it's tough. But I guess, Kevin, what, what do you see? Where, what direction is this going as far as, you know, you being a meteorologist and, and trying to do, where is this going? What's the future of daily fantasy sports and, and a meteorologist and how you're getting involved in that and what you're doing for them? This is the opposite of uh, the direction broadcast TV is going in. And I've got, I've got, I'm in both careers, and I just see broadcast just slowly tanking. And I see daily fantasy sports, and soon I'm going to, to reach this intersection where I do more with daily fantasy sports than broadcast. I'm not there yet. Uh, this is going to continue to be a huge, huge moneymaker and um, something that a lot of people are interested in. Oh, and there's yeah. a lot of legal battles ongoing now. So, you know, states are trying sure. to make it legal or illegal. Uh, the more states that fall pro DFS, the bigger this is going to get. Now, are you sure so, your news director isn't listening right now? <laughs> <laughs> Could happen sooner. Yeah, He's looking around. <laughs> okay, so, so Kevin, um, so is this like a 24-7 job then? I mean, I'm trying to think, especially when baseball starts. I mean, you've, it's got to be nonstop. Are you always checking the weather? Yeah, it really is. It starts, you know, I make my first forecast at four in the morning uh, and make another one before the game start at maybe noon, make another one before the afternoon game, at four o'clock, make another one before seven o'clock, another one before nine o'clock. Uh, it's like it broadcast is, meteorology. <laughs> it is really, it's a nonstop gig. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's 30,000 people on Twitter asking me questions about the different games oh as well. Gosh. So wow. it, it's, um, it's a lot. It is very demanding, but it's also well, – people love it. So I'm all in. When, okay. when does competitive bocce ball start? That's what I want. We need to get in on that. I'm down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know if people would bet on that, though, Maz. I think you probably have a hard time betting because – You're, no you're not Italian, buddy. Uh, Just saying. I'm not. No, I'm right. not. But so, Kevin, because walk us through – other than the rain that that could impact baseball games, um, a hurricane, oh, really? a wind, a tornado a wind. would probably impact. Okay. Squir- squirrels, squirrels could delay. If the winds wind. are blowing out, wind. huge mm-hmm. advantage for hitters. If the winds humidity. are blowing in, lightning. Uh, well, yeah, lightning, rainstorms. How about humidity? Heat? Humidity heat and humidity. There you go. You're on. Kim's killing it. Kim's oh, yeah. on fire tonight. That's it's her day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's her birthday. Come on. It's if okay. it's one of those warmer, more humid days, you know, the atmosphere stretches, it's thinner, and the ball will fly 10, 20 feet farther. So a hit that would normally be, you know, right there on the morning track for an out, all of a sudden that's a home run. And that made somebody 10 grand. So, so all- are you giving, uh, part of your forecast, are you giving dew points and humidity percentages and such? Yeah, yeah, dew points, temperatures, winds, it is, uh, it's, it's everything, and people want to know, man. That's why I lose. Is it six? Is the dew point sixty four or sixty five? Right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And are you answering those? All those Twitter questions you're getting. How do you decide which to answer and which you don't have time for? 
it depends what's going on. If there's if there's games that are going to get canceled because of thunderstorms, I don't have time for the the little stuff. Yeah. But the Money more you know, the thing about social media, the more you answer, the more people see the conversation, the more people start following you and getting in on it, and that that's how you how you build up your following. So I try to answer them all. So do you get any kind of um, compensation or, you know, for good verification, do you, are you um, compensated for doing a good job or anything, or is it just a base pay or is it no pay? What is it right now? It is, it's a base pay. You know, they pay me a certain amount of money to make these forecasts. Uh, I go on Sirius XM radio every day. Oh, really? You know, I get paid to do that. And then I do like kind of a little video blog sort of like this every day as well. I get paid for that as if if you get one wrong they're like hey, give me that money back yeah. <laughs> it's that's kind good. of like in the broadcast mold where you do your best you know i know that there's millions of dollars on the line and i have thirty thousand people following oh my gosh back to yeah. the best so i it's not about me doing a good job to get paid more it's about me doing a good job so i don't let everyone down and have everyone lose their money it's yeah. yeah wow you have more people watching you then probably on TV. So that's really something or yeah, following you. Does it sound like Kim wants to be a partner, Kevin? I'm just saying. <laughs> I think it's awesome. So what, so who are your, so you guys, are you the only one with Roto grinders? The only meteorologist? Uh, I was, I started, I was the first uh, daily fantasy sports meteorologist. They, you know, they reached yeah. out when they contacted me, I was like, this is dumb. This is, this is not, this, oh I, I just didn't think that I would have value, but I was like, all right, you know what? I'll go along with it. Maybe it'll work out. The more value I saw that it was, the more people enjoyed it. And now other companies have started, you know, grabbing meteorologists. And um, my, one of my friends who's in broadcasting, I need a backup because this is seven days a week for oh gosh, six yeah. months. Um, wow. so I got a friend of mine, uh, David Walter. He's currently working in uh, Erie, Pennsylvania. Um, he does backup for me. So if I need a weekend off, I can be like, hey, David, you know, you, you, baseball is a grind, man. I'm not Cal Ripken. I can't be doing this for like a thousand straight games. <laughs> no. So how are, you, how are you getting that information out to your users and staying ahead of the competition? That's a good question. Uh, getting the information out is 90% Twitter, you know, Twitter is huge because it's so helpful, late breaking. It's just the best way to get the newest info out. But I also, as I mentioned, I do the radio show on XM. I do some blogs. Um, I, I do like a little write up, a, a lot of write ups every day. Um, but as far as staying ahead of the competition, it's just about every night earning their trust because I am head to head with the other meteorologists every night. We're all talking about the same games. He thinks it's going to play fine. He thinks it's going to get delayed. I think it's going to get canceled. And in the end, one of us is going to be right. And uh, hopefully that's me more often than not. Man, when do you get to see your seven kids? <laughs> I, I, I don't think I could do this if I had a family. I'm, I'm lucky. <laughs> your girlfriend's like, seven what? Not two. Yeah. Sorry, babe. <laughs> oh, I hate to drop that bomb on you right now. <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about your, your morning show that you've got and, and why you opted to go that route instead of just being a you know, typical meteorologist doing the evening news. Uh, I work on a show called Eye Opener TV. It's nationally syndicated. 
We're in uh, Dallas, Houston, Philly, D.C., Portland, Quad Cities, Iowa, a few other random ones. Interesting. Um, and it's it's kind of a fun-loving show. It's not, you know, I, I worked in the grind. I was in, I worked in Mississippi. I worked in Shreveport, Louisiana. I know the grind of a, the standard broadcast life. It's tough. And I got this eye-opener job, and it's all of the fun of TV. It's having a good time and enjoying it. I love the morning show. You know, it's more personality without all of the negative, all of the, the stuff that we'll talk about later in the program that's driving people out of the business. Yeah. Um, so that it's just, it's a great show. And they hired me four years ago and I'm just like, I'm good. Are you, so you're having to do national weather uh, <laughs> stuff. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, both. I do. I'm, I do the national weather two or three times uh, during the course of the show over a three hour show. And then I also do local cut-ins. So I'm like, you know how when Al Roker is doing the weather and he's like, now let's take a look at what's happening in your neck of the woods. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Myself. That's going to be yes. pretty challenging though, Kevin, because I know forecasting though, I mean, that'd be, you know, it's what, what would you say is your biggest challenge with having to cover such a large area and having to do it with such great detail to, you know, have people's you know, money on the line, you know? Yeah. Well, I think um, the, the hardest part as far as the national coverage on the morning show is just trying to get all of that information in in one you know 40 second weather hit i'm kim you know i'm sure you know about this trying to tell people in the mid-atlantic and texas and portland there's so much going on to try and fit that in in 40 seconds is Mm -hmm. almost impossible yeah definitely well can't can't you just kind of do your daily ball game forecast and pretty much cover the entire I'll try that. From now on, I'll just go up there. You don't have to do any extra work. You just say, here's what's going on in San Francisco, Kansas City. Here's what's going to look like up in Minneapolis. Birds one stone. You're a forward thinker. You know that? Uh, hey, dude, you got you to gotta do something to get to where I am right now, right? Phil is full of all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All kinds of stuff, yep. Well, let's, uh, let, I'm going to do this. We're, we're going to keep moving ahead. First off, Kevin, can you tell... Obviously, there's a lot of listeners that know how to follow you, uh, but those that aren't into daily fantasy sports, let them know how they can uh, follow you on social media. Okay. On Twitter and the gram, as the kids call it these days, it is Kevin Roth. What? The gram. I don't, I don't call it that. I've never, I call it I've that. never wow. heard that. I've never heard of that. What is that? Oh, my goodness. It's Instagram. Come uh, on. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> that. Oh, gosh. Oh, Instagram. I just uh, my right. age. <laughs> Kevin Roth WX on Twitter and Instagram. And then Facebook, I am Kevin Roth Meteorologist. And no, no station names anywhere, because if you put your station name in your name, then your station has the power over you. That's so right. Don't do it. That's right. Keep mm-hmm. the power. Ah, the power. Advice. Mm-hmm. That's, that's good advice. All right. So let's do this. We're going to go ahead and jump to our uh, lightning round. Uh-oh. So this is our speed round of fun questions. Uh, sometimes we'll we'll incorporate a game show, which we are gonna do tonight. Our this so what we're playing tonight, Kevin, with you is our version of Hollywood Squares. Okay, now you're kind of young, so I don't know yeah, if you're I'll familiar. Be honest, I know of Hollywood Squares, but that's about it. All right, so so we're gonna do our what? version, which doesn't include tic tac toe. So we're we're not playing we're not playing tic tac toe. But what I'm gonna do is I'm you're gonna pick uh, one of the freaks, and so okay. I'm gonna have you pick. Uh, and four times. So there's four questions. You're going to go to Brady. You're going to go to Kim. 
You're going to go to Maz and you're going to go to MJ. Okay. I'm out of it. Um, so you can do it in whatever order you want. It doesn't matter. But I'm going to pose a question to them. And they're going to they're gonna give you what they think the answer is. And you have to either agree or disagree with them. Okay. Your, your goal is to try and get as many of those okay. four correct. Does that make sense? Okay. And they're, they're actually going to try to give the right answer. They're not trying to... Maybe. Maybe. They may or may not. You just Maybe have to not. decide if they're giving you the correct answer or not. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes. So here, here's so here's what we'll do. So we'll we'll open it up. You can uh, first pick any of the four freaks: Brady, Kim, Maz, or MJ. Let's go down the line. We'll start with Brady here. All right. All right. Brady, here's no, the I question. Give me the birthday girl. What was I thinking? Oh yeah. You're switching it up already. All right, so Kim, here's your question, Kim. If you're using the handshake or the pen holder grip, what sport are you engaging in? Hmm, the handshake or the pen holder grip? Well, let's see. Um, so if you got your hand up like this or like this, are you, you know, flipping us off? Careful, <laughs> careful. I am now. Let's see. Okay, I play. I play tennis. I used to play tennis anyway. Let me think here, because that sounds like something you you would do when you play tennis. But I also play ping pong, and I I don't know. I can't decide either ping pong or tennis. Um, hmm, I think I'm going to go with ping pong. Ping pong. ping pong. All right. Yeah. All right. So, uh, which I've never heard of that, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> ping pong. Yeah. Kevin, do you agree or disagree? I, at first, I was thinking billiards, but but uh, I think I think ping pong makes sense because the pros do hold it a, really funny, like like this. Well, don't flip normal- us off too, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going with Kim. Just check. Ping yeah. pong. Ping pong. That that would be good. All right, one for one. Very good, Kevin. All right, uh, next up, Maz, MJ, or Brady. We'll go with Maz. All right, Maz. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. All right. To loosen up, and you should know this, Kevin, but to loosen up, a baseball player puts a donut on his what? <laughs> that would be his what? That would be his wood. And, and that's only because it, in the majors, oh, good. the aluminum bats were banned in the majors. So oh, what would you think I meant? The, the wood bat. Wooden bat. Uh, wooden bat? Is that your answer? Bat? Yes. All right, Kevin Bat, agree or disagree? I fully agree. Very good. It is the bat. That's correct. <laughs> Wooden or aluminum probably doesn't matter, but uh, it is the bat. <laughs> no, it All matters. Right, so no. you are, Kevin, you're two for two, man. You're rocking it. You got MJ or Brady? Uh, we'll go to Brady. <clears throat> All right, Brady, ready? Let's do <laughs> it. All right, this, this one, this is going to be good for you. What is the proper way to address a foreign ambassador? Well, so here's the deal. I know the answer, but do I want to give it to you? Maybe. It, here's the deal. You, what I'm about to say, you have to say it in a British accent, and it's, dear honorable ambassador, that's the answer. Is it the answer? Dear, dear honorable ambassador. And that's, that's obviously if you live in, in England, that's how you uh, address that. It has that, to be in an English accent. Okay, so dear, dear honorable ambassador, Kevin. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to believe him until the English accent. That made it so legit. 
in on the answer, dear honorable ambassador, lock mm. it in. Uh -oh. <laughs> Sorry. That uh, Brady, that was very convincing with the British accent. Wow, that was real tricky. However, it, it you address his or her excellency. I expect everyone to address me as such for the rest of our uh, podcast duration. <laughs> as as this, your yeah, mustache <laughs> excellency. Oh, That's it's really cool. obvious on the camera. I can see it. It's really obvious. <laughs> All right. <laughs> MJ. So we're going to finish with MJ. All right. For Let's see if you can get the final one, Kevin. All right. Um, and Kevin, you were probably a fan of this. So G.I. Joe was a popular mm -hmm. toy line in the 90s. Mm -hmm. However, in the military, G.I. stands for what? Uh, gastrointestinal, I think. Fortitude. No, I'm going to go with government issue. Issue sounds good. Government issue, Kevin. Agree or disagree? I was thinking general something, but government issue is better than what I had, so I'm gonna have to agree because I don't have anything else to replace it with. And that would be correct. There you go. Government <laughs> issue is correct, Kevin. Awesome job, man. Three nice. for four. That was good. Well, good job, Kevin. Thanks for having some fun, man. Um, okay, so so it's storm season. Everybody's kind of aware of that. We actually there were some storms going on even tonight up in uh, I think Michigan, northern Ohio had some serious stuff happening. But uh, the key is is a lot of people now with their phones and have video cameras. People are getting some good video, and we just want want to let everybody know if you happen to get some really good video of some serious storms, uh, maybe tornadoes from a distance or something like that. Don't give it away. You're, you might post it on Twitter or Facebook, and you're going to have every news agency say, hey, can we use your footage and just give you credit? But they're not going to give you anything for it other than quote-unquote credit. So just don't give it away. Severestudios.com, they can help you sell it. So if you got some good stuff, uh, just jump on Severestudios.com. They'll help you out, give you some options on how to sell that. And I know we also have a lot of chasers and and spotters that follow and listen to us so if you happen to be a chaser and, and you're actually looking to live stream your chasing okay and I, I just talked to Corey from severe studios about this today um he can set you up if you go to severestreaming.com he can set you up all you need to have is like a laptop you need to have some data on your cell connection or whatever so you can stream and then have it like a HD video camera or an HD cam. Um, what do you call it, like a webcam? All you got to have is have that. And then he'll set you up with the software. He'll set you up with um, the, the ability to stream it. And then he'll post it on severestudios.com. And that's another way that if you get some good storms to be able to use that footage, he can help sell that for you as well. He's got over a thousand storm chasers that have signed up with Severe Studios uh, to, to stream live in the field. So they're one of the first to do it. So make sure you check severestudios.com. If you have some good video, if you're looking to stream, jump on uh, severestreaming.com and make sure you tell them that um, Stormfront Freaks sent you. So we're going to go ahead and take a, a short break. Our podcast listeners are going to hear the latest edition 
of our Titans U Minute with Chris Sanner. Uh, but don't leave because we're going to be right back with Kevin and the gang. We're going to discuss why TV meteorologists just don't have a whole lot of staying power. We'll be right back. And now it's time for the Titan U Minute with Chris Sanner. Okay, so you've done it. You're going to plan to storm chase on the American Great Plains and traditional Tornado Alley in the primetime parts of the season. And that's obviously late May, right? Well, no. But maybe. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Possibly. When it comes to planning out when a storm season is going to peak, you really just never know going into it. Consistently, the mid to late May period has been the most active on average, but many years peak well before late May, and some even after. There are years like 2012 where the season peaks in early to mid-April, and years like 2007 where everything happens before the first week of May, then the season just shuts down due to a ridge over the plains. But then there are years like 2014 where indeed nothing notable happened until June. Of course, you'll get some years where late May is great. Take last year, for instance. I chased seven full days in a row in late May. Or 2013, where most of the last 15 days of May were chase days. And then there were some into early June. And then there are those years where it's truly special. The 2008s or 2004s, or even 2011s, when there are big stretches of the season, not just in late May, which are active. So when it comes to when the peak of the season hits, you really just never know. But if you had to put money on it, and in this case, literally on planning a chase vacation, May is always a solid enough bet to put it down on. To get more tips on severe weather safety and preparedness, visit TitanU at TornadoTitans.com. Also, follow us on social media. Simply search Tornado Titans. We'll see you next time. All right, welcome back. So let me go ahead and, and kind of set up uh, our discussion tonight. Uh, there's an article. This this is actually last year, but it's still it's it's relevant. Uh, Forbes.com. This was by Marshall Shepard. Many of you are probably familiar with Marshall, and he does a show on the Weather Channel as well uh, called Weather Geeks. Um, but the article talked about TV meteorologists, and the article actually came out shortly after a young TV me- meteorologist uh, took his life. But it, it, you know, and so when we say TV meteorologists are quitting, we're not necessarily meaning that extreme. But certainly, um, TV meteorologists, if you follow your local TV um, channel, you've probably seen lots of people come and go, lots of people come and go. You don't typically see the ones that stick around for a long, long time. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that, obviously, with Kim and Maz and even Kevin now on to talk a little bit about that. But the article, one of the things it said is many young broadcast meteorologists and, you know, and Brady, we were just talking about this, right? For you, you're graduating from college yep. mm-hmm. and, and looking to possibly get into broadcast meteorology or, or something like that. Well, here's the challenge is these young broadcast meteorologists, they're starting jobs in, un, in an unfamiliar place. They didn't, they didn't live there or grow up there, so it's a brand new place. It's a low-paying starter job, and they have few, if any, local friends. And this is how their career starts off. Does this sound familiar to anybody? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good answer. Look, the Mississippi Delta, in literally one of the poorest places in the country, 
mm. making, I think I was making like $7 and 25 cents an hour. Oh I could have made delivering pizzas. It, no friend, you know, it was depressing. And every time you leave and go to the next job, the pay gets a little bit better, but you're still not making much and you're still in a brand new place. No family, no friends. I could talk about why people are leaving for five straight hours and not run out of things to say. <laughs> oh my. Well, that's encouraging. That's encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. So, so Kim and Maz, former TV meteorologists, why, why is that word in front of your moniker? Kim, you want to go first? Uh, you go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I will tell you for myself why I got out. And I got out at uh, the height of what I was making. And I actually, when I got out of the industry, I had to pay the TV station to break my contract to leave. Um, <clears throat> but I was looking for freedom of time and freedom like from financial stress. And my, my last gig was in Cincinnati. And then it was, before that was Michigan, Philadelphia, Rhode Island. When I was in Philly for a short stint, um, I remember talking to one of the anchors there at the Fox station and he was like, yeah, I said, so, you know, what's it like? And he's like, well, I've been let go from five different places. And I was sitting here thinking five different places. Well, if you have a family, you know, if you're single, it's not as big a deal, but if you've got a family and if the, the kids are at the age where they like the schools or you really love the city or whatever it is where you, you're just like, you know, we really don't want to have to pack up and go someplace else. It, you know, it's, it's a, it's a type of gig where you got to find something where you've got some, some stability where you can actually right. make your own decisions and have, instead of having somebody else go, Oh, you know what? That news director's gone. Somebody news in and he already has a buddy for your job. And you're like, what? Mm-hmm. We're number one. He goes, yeah, but he'll, he'll work for less than you. What? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I agree totally. I know um, when I started working at the weather channel back in 91, a lot of, local meteorologists wanted to come to the weather channel because of that reason that they didn't, it was more stable and they knew it was privately owned. So at the time they weren't, they didn't have contracts. OCMs did not have contracts. So it was a family oriented place. People would come there from local markets and just say how much they loved coming there because they didn't have to worry about, is there a new GM? Is everybody going to get fired? Am I going to have to move somewhere else? Blah, 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 you know, and people made roots in Atlanta. And that's why you had a lot of on-camera people stay there for 20, 25, 30 years because of that reason that, you know, that it was different. Then we started getting contracts and things changed a little bit. But I really do. I never worked in the local market with a contract. I've been a freelancer, but not a contract. So I don't know that angle of it. But I do know a lot of um, on-camera people came to the Weather Channel for that reason, that it was so stressful for them to be in that market, you know, and, and knowing that when they're worrying about that contract coming up, oh my gosh, you know, that contract and, and not, and not getting it renewed. And then when you've got on camera people or like chief meteorologists that are icons in that market, and they have been there for a long time, you know, you'll never get there until they retire. So then, you know, then there's that aspect of it. Then you have to think, okay, well, if I want to get to a chief spot, I'm going to have to move. So there's that stress and pressure of wanting to move up, knowing you're going to have to move. So, yeah, I get it. Yeah, and I think something that contributes to almost this decline, not decline in the industry, but I think it comes down to like supply and demand because I think the majority of, you know, when people as a, as a kid, you know, where you see weathers on TV, so a lot of kids that want to be in weather grow up with seeing, you know, their meteorologists on TV and they say, I want to be that. 
And so I think, you know, especially in college, a lot of people start off, you know, wanting to be broadcast meteorologists. But, you know, my generation doesn't necessarily watch the news anymore. I mean, some of us do, but but most of it's on Twitter. So, you know, the the demand for local, you know, weather is decreasing. So I think with all of this, you know, the supply of fresh college graduates that want to get in the weather field, yeah. um, as well as the decreasing demand, it's like TV places can, you know, necessarily make it harder and charge, you know, you less to work there and, and kind of say, well, if you don't like the conditions, we'll just, you know, there's 10 other people, you know, waiting in line to get the job you have. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. it definitely is a, it's, it's a tough situation. It's kind of a bummer. <laughs> So to recap here, uh, the pay is terrible. The hours are terrible. The bosses are generally terrible. There you go. That's you gotta really love the job to to stay yeah. with it for sure. And I, I do, do, fortunately. But yeah. uh, I wonder about an expiration date on my career or on TV in general. Mm-hmm. Am I gonna have? Am I gonna be married with two kids seven years down the road when my boss says, "Hey, we're done and you're done"? And what's my next skill? What's my next move from there? You I know. I'm there. Seven, I'm there. seven years, you know, your girlfriends can hear you in the background, right? <laughs> I didn't mean to make it plural either. I meant to say uh-huh. girlfriend, not girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough because in meteorology, it's such a, um, it's a career that is so specific that yeah. when, you know, in my case over 30 years, then you're all of a sudden you're out of it. It's like, well, what do you do? Yeah. You know, what, what in the world can you do as a meteorologist that, you know, it's just, it's tough. It's a, t- it's a tough business. That's for sure. Can and I think it's saturated too. I think it's saturated with, there's so many people. I think when the weather channel came online, you know, came on, people said like, oh my gosh, I can be a meteorologist. And all of a sudden there's all these meteorologists graduating and there's not enough jobs. And I don't know. I just, maybe it'll start coming sure. down as far as the number of people graduating. Well, Kim, let, let me ask you this as well, because part of the article also went into talking about females in TV uh-huh. meteorology. And in talking about having to fight off, you know, one of the other stresses that it creates is fighting off viewer comments on appearance. Mm-hmm. And one of the female meteorologists was quoted saying, you're expected to look like a million bucks while being paid very low. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, I, yeah. So yeah. is that something you've seen or talked to she others? She still about? looks like a million bucks. Uh-huh. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> For yeah. Sure. Birthday wish come true. Oh, you guys. Thank you. Um, you know, I didn't at the beginning at the Weather Channel because it was such a, a cult following and there just wasn't any pressure. It was all about the weather. It really was about geeky weather, nerdy people giving the weather. And then it got different later on where it was more focused on your looks. And then uh, then it got stressful. Then it got stressful. And um, when I left, it was stressful too. So um, I, I definitely can see how women meteorologists, it's, it's even harder for them because they have to fit, they have to look a certain way and, uh, you know, God forbid that they don't know what they're talking about. So, um, yeah, it's tough. It's definitely tough. So did that answer your question, Phil? I can't remember your question. Well, no, it, I mean, it did a little bit. I just wanted <laughs> okay. to know a little bit, I guess, more about that. I, I certainly can yeah. see that and it's gotta be worse nowadays with social media yeah. and all those HD. options to reach out and have crappy comments and i have a friend she she runs marathon super fit uh, meteorologist she's great and i would say once a month someone tweets her and is like is that a baby are you pregnant oh, yeah. <laughs> no i had a cheeseburger yesterday and, and like, <laughs> oh, i know it's it, the women get it oh yeah oh yeah i've had somebody i had somebody call and say you know or not call but um write 
an email or, or something. I can't remember if it was Facebook or it might've been Facebook, you know, pretty much like, you know, that color doesn't look good on you. Oh, you know, or, you know, that's mm. very flattering on you. I'm like, do you think I really, wow. I mean, I, I just, I'm thinking, I don't even know who you are. Yeah. You know, why do you feel like you have to impose your opinion on me? You think I'm going to change because somebody I don't even know tells me that right. I like that color Until on my me? Boss tells me? It just cracks me up. Right. It just, <laughs> it really floored me. I mean, I loved all my fans, everything, but once in a while you get those that are just always nitpicking on something you wear or, or your hair. I mean, I used to get, you know, I've got crazy hair. So I used to get comments a lot on my crazy hair. Maz gets, uh, Maz it's, got those all the too. time too. Yeah. Oh, look at some old videos of me on the weather channel back from the eighties or nineties, but I had eighties hair. Just, <laughs> just like hear what they say about your mustache. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, well, I've already gotten that from my family. So, you know, whatever my family said, it couldn't be much worse than that. So at this point. Hey, the best the best question or comment you ever get is the one that's a constant loser, and it's they'll either say, "Oh, you look so much better in person," yeah. <laughs> you look like crap on the air, or "Oh, you look so much better on TV," which means you look like crap in person, right? Right, <laughs> exactly. Well, and and then tell yeah. me about this. T- tell me about consultants. When when did they come into the mix with uh, TV? news and broadcasting and and what did that create oh that was crazy they've been around at least since the 90s yeah we started having them before then i think we started having them in the maybe in uh let's see what was when nbc came in so it was 2008 2009 something like that we actually had people come in and go shopping with us and direct and tell us what we should be wearing and um so describe to our viewers exactly what a and and also to me so like consultants um, for basically what do they do for you basically at this station? I mean, it's essentially a person who comes in who often is not a meteorologist and they say, all right, well, here's how you need to look. Here's the makeup mm-hmm. you need to wear. Here's what you need to do with your hair. Here's what you need to say. Here's how you need to point. Uh, they, here's, we're going to change your graphics to this. They change everything about you and tr- almost try to remove you from yourself. And it's right. like, this is not what I'm in for. Yeah, so I used to I be a small pile and nod and say okay, and then they leave, and I go back to being me. Yeah, I used to. Be, I used to be an Asian woman before I got into the business. <laughs> they really changed you. So they, so not only, they tell you they tell you how to dress, but also like well, like well, how you should do your forecasts. You know, like you should hype, not necessarily hype something up, but do they also involve? Well, that's that's whack. Oh yeah, gr- uh, order of your graphics, the way you deliver things, yes. how you're pointing, what you're pointing at. They they will get in words you use. I have mm-hmm. to say tracking every second sentence. Tracking, I have yeah. to use the word tracking. We're tracking temperatures yeah. and tracking wind. It's just like just let me be me and let my personality shine. You're putting a, you're suffocating me, man. Mm-hmm. What what happens if you don't? What happens if you just take their advice and don't necessarily follow He's, it? Is would that, you is Would you that, like fries with that? yeah it was it's tough and i know we even had speech consultants come in and again working with you know how you say things and um it was it was tough you know then you actually had they did research they do research on you sometimes and they will sit you down and show you the clip that they showed the the people in the research um, the group, and then the group will actually critique you and tell you what they didn't like about you and what they did. And your evaluation was based on that, a one-minute clip 
yeah. of what you know you said and that one minute they pulled randomly from a tape right you better hope it's a good clip exactly and they said well it shouldn't matter you should be good 100 percent of the time you shouldn't have a bad <laughs> yeah. minute you shouldn't have a bad minute yeah. so you know literally people would come out crying because they would read comments mm-hmm. what all the viewers would say about you good and bad and uh it's a t- it's a tough job. You have to have tough skin. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The key well, is to file everything. If you get a compliment or if you get a critique yeah. from somebody, you know, you file it in file 13, right? Because, oh, thank you so much. I'll pass that on. And then, oh, yeah, I hate you. Oh, thank you very much. I'll pass that on. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Exactly. You just <laughs> to let it go right past you. you just what's, it like, what's it like in public? Like when you guys are walking around, like how is how is that? I've always wondered how that is. You know, are people approaching you or is it? How do you do it's great. that? Uh, I, by and large, in public, everyone's nice. Everyone's friendly. It's very rare uh, someone's flipping you the bird for what you do <laughs> in person. It's online. It's on Twitter and it's on Facebook. Where they can hide. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. All right. Well, Ke- Kevin, do me this. We'll, we'll finish up. Let's have a little maybe positive uh take on things <laughs> <We're all depressed, laughs> man. Oh, terrible. Go I, I guess what's something good in the future for broadcast meteorology and maybe it's not TV, maybe broadcast meteorology is being broadcast in a different manner, but what, what do you see? I think, you know, we're, we're doing it now in a way you know, podcast things online. I have basically an entire job that I do through Twitter right now. Um, so even as TV slides, there's always going to be a crucial and critical need for good weather information. And it's information that a computer just can't give you. So there will always be not just the need uh, to know that information, but for someone to be able to interpret it and broadcast it in layman's terms. And that is why our business will survive, even if it's about to get really, really bumpy. Sure, which is good, because I think we want to totally discourage you know, people that are looking to get into broadcast meteorology and all that. It's just the yeah. future might be, might be a little different than obviously mm-hmm. what it is now. Yeah. Be digital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but I think if. I love my job. I wake up every morning at one thirty in the morning and I bounce out of bed smiling, happy to go to work. That's I awesome. love, love my job. So all of these negative things, this is all in the periphery. In the, in the, yeah. periphery. The, the core of my job, I love it 100%. Yeah. Kevin just remembered his yeah. boss is listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his bosses are watching. No, yeah. I mean, give the, the give fin- the man a raise. Come on. <laughs> so, so, hey, listeners and viewers, tell us what you guys think. We want to know your thoughts on this as well. You can comment by email at questions at stormfrontfreaks.com. We'll try and share some of those on the next show. Um, weatherproshop.com. So you guys have heard me talk a little bit about the great caps. That, that these guys have and the laminated spotter reference cards that they have. We're actually uh, going to give some of those away. But understand this, they're also one of the only retailers to offer a full line of women's apparel along with their men's line of Skyworn logo performance polos and T-shirts. And, guys, these are great. I, I, if you haven't jumped on weatherproshop.com to check this out, you need to. They've got some cool T-shirts that performance fabric, you know, it kind of whisks your mm-hmm. – kind of stuff and they all have on on like the left uh chest they, they've got the skyworn logo so our spotters and chasers stuff like that They're, you're familiar with that skyworn logo and they've got it on these shirts 
Uh, they've got polos, all that kind of stuff. They look great. And the women's stuff, they've got a separate line just for the women as well. So you don't have to wear the bulky guys crap, you know, <laughs> that that's obviously not going to fit you. They're also going to be releasing a line of dual polarization training cards. Okay. So again, for our spotters, chasers, stuff like that, some great stuff there. And get this, uh, we just set, um, we, I just found this out and we just set some of this up. New customers setting up an account, you're going to get a 5% discount off your order. And Stormfront Freaks listeners, you're going to get an additional 5% off at checkout when you enter the code STORM, S-T-O-R-M. Uh, enter that code at checkout and you're going to get another 5% discount. And if you're new, that's a total of 10% discount. Uh, and stay tuned to the show. As I mentioned, uh, watch our Twitter and Facebook accounts to find out how to enter a drawing for uh, their Storm Chaser cap. We're going to give one of these away and also uh, a set of spotter reference cards, laminated reference cards. We're going to give those away. So stay tuned for that. All of that's from weatherproshop.com. So we're going to go ahead and take our final break. Uh, so our listeners are going to hear Brady Storm School. The rest of you watching, go ahead and refill your drinks. When we come back, it'll be time for our Weather Fools and WX Resources. This is Storm School, where together we'll take an in-depth look into certain weather phenomenon, why they happen, where they happen, what causes them. Some topics we'll cover will things you might have never heard before or things you've heard a lot. Welcome to Storm School. Class yeah. is in session. Hello once again guys, I'm Brady and on this week's episode of Storm School, I'm going to go into exactly what a cumulonimbus cloud is and what it's associated with and how it grows. So first of all, let's start off by the definition of a cumulonimbus cloud according to the National Weather Service. So a cumulonimbus cloud is a cloud that's characterized by strong vertical development in the form of huge towers topped at least partially by a smooth, flat, often fibrous anvil. Um, it's also known colloquially as a thunderhead. Now, these clouds are your thunderstorm-producing clouds that give you the heavy rain, hail, lightning, even some tornadoes. Those are all those fall all fall under a cumulonimbus cloud. So basically, it's just a cloud that develops vertically in the atmosphere. So if you're out on a summer, you know, hot summer's day, and you see these really big puffy clouds that you know start lower in the atmosphere and, and build way up high in the atmosphere, that's a cumulonimbus cloud. Now, how does it form? Well, there's three stages. Um, this is according to the National Weather Service as well. The first stage is the towering cumulus stage. The second stage is the mature stage. And the third stage is the dissipating stage. Now, the first stage is basically... Um, it starts as like a fair weather cumulus, so on, you know, in, it, on a day where you're going to have severe weather, um, usually in the mornings, you'll see usually scattered, puffy clouds that look like they're starting to grow upwards. That's the first stage of the cumulonimbus cloud growth. It'll start as one of those smaller clouds. Then as the day heats up, as um, the cape values increase, and as more energy gets into the air, that cloud will actually be fueled by rising air at the surface. So that air, moist air will rise to the surface, can you continue rising, and get pulled up into one of those clouds, and it will actually help that cloud to grow vertically at a very fast pace, depending on the day and depending on the setup. But assume, let's assume you know, you're going to have a day of severe weather. That cloud will grow vertically very quickly up into the upper reaches of the atmosphere, 
Um, it's still not at the top of its growth yet. It's, it's still growing in this stage. Um, basically, at this stage, you have only an updraft. Usually, no precipitation is falling yet. Maybe some light drizzle. Um, but it's pretty much just a cloud that's just completely growing vertically with warm air. There's no downdraft yet. There's usually no lightning or thunder. There can be, um, but it's rare. Um, but the cloud will continue building until it reaches the top of the atmosphere. And that's when we'll actually hit the mature stage. So basically at the mature stage um, is marked by a downdraft. Now what a downdraft is, uh, you can check out some of my previous storm schools, but a basic definition of a downdraft is basically, um, so an updraft is air rising within the cloud. A downdraft is air sinking within the cloud as well. Now in that sinking air, you're going to have rain. Um, you might even have hail. So that's really going to mark um, when the mature stage of a uh, cumulonimbus cloud is going to occur when rain starts to fall um, and when when it gets very windy because that's also a sign of a downdraft coming down and hitting the ground um, and also the cloud once it hits the top of the atmosphere or not the top of the atmosphere I should say but basically once it reaches its height of vertical growth oftentimes um, it'll get to a point where the atmosphere is stable at the at the basically the top of the troposphere um, and then it won't be able to rise anymore. And once that happens, the air will have, or the water vapor in the cloud will have nowhere to go but out. So you actually see the top of the cloud spreading out, and that's where you get that anvil shape that a lot of, you know, a lot of meteorologists see when they're storm chasing or, or um, when they're just watching storms. You'll see that anvil shape. That's actually the water vapor. It can't rise any further, so it spreads out um, at the top of the stratosphere. So that's the mature stage. Now the third and final stage is the dissipating stage. Now, during this stage, updrafts are going to weaken significantly, um, and you know, oftentimes it'll still be raining very heavily, but the downdraft will actually go into, it'll actually eat into the updraft, so it'll be actually raining, and air will be sinking within the updraft, which cuts the thunderstorm off. Now, what that's going to lead to is the thunderstorm will actually dissipate then because it's not being fueled by that updraft anymore because the downdraft has cut it off. So as that thunderstorm, or once that um, updraft basically is gone, the cloud will um, actually start to, the, it almost, like the, the, the top of the cloud will almost separate from the bottom of the cloud because you have nothing fueling um, that atmosphere. And, it, and the thunderstorm will gradually dissipate, sometimes even rapidly, especially down in Florida, where they get some of those average run-of-the-mill thunderstorms every day. Um, you can actually see those. You can actually see these three stages in action very well down in Florida because um, basically, there's not in the summer. There's not many other atmospheric, um, you know, precursors or aiders like, say, a low-pressure system. There's really not that um, those types of systems down there. So the thunderstorms you get down there are mainly just caused by instability from heating, um, and then the downdrafts will actually cut off the updrafts. Um, in about 30 minutes down there. So it's pretty cool. I encourage you to check out some uh, pictures of this. This will give you a better idea of what to look for when you're out and about. Um, but now let's get back to the podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Now it's time for Weather Fools. I know this is my favorite part. No, just kidding. This this is one of my favorite parts of the podcast. I so still love how you don't look at the camera when you talk. I don't know. I just can't do it. I'm just I'm <laughs> focusing. I'm focusing. All right, so so it's weather fools. Uh, so basically, weather fools are so you know all the storm front freaks go online and look up basically someone that did something stupid when it comes to weather. Um, and my weather fool this week. Uh, so it's uh, some of you may have heard about this. It actually happened on I believe April tenth 
in uh, Texas, a hacker set off all That's mine too. All right, eighty-five <laughs> torn. Dang it, Phil! This, this is last week. Last time I was on, this happened. Actually, all three of us had the same weather pool. Yeah. Oh, really? That's all right. That's all right. Yeah. You, anyway, you talk about it. I'll show it. I'll anyway, show it. yeah, you can show it. But so this this hacker set off. I believe it was eighty-five tornado sirens across the state. People thought they were being attacked because of what was happening overseas with North Korea and all the instability that's been going on. So people were freaking out, flooding the 911 emergency systems. And here it just turns out some bozo, you know, hacked in and got control of the tornado sirens in the middle of the night. And, you know, this is in Texas, there is, you know, the torn, this is tornado season for them. So, you know, this guy was just a just an idiot so phil go ahead well, somehow, I, I don't know if you mentioned this but somehow they did it via radio signals really i didn't even see that which, which kind of tells you how old the whole siren system oh my gosh. is in our country is that you can hack it using radio waves instead of having to use a computer to hack it oh breaker one nine oops <laughs> yeah so this, so this was eleven forty p.m on a friday night and and what what sucked about this is it didn't shut off until one fifteen a.m. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> going on all all night. Oh, at least at least it was a weekend night though, because if it was a weekday and people got to get up for work, then people are not going to be. Yeah, but it. the whole nine one one thing—that's a bummer because yeah. if it oh, backs yeah. that up. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Bad well, no, news, it actually, man. Yeah, it actually says it caused it to have technical problems that night. So. You know, just uh, just I don't know, but you know, it, it would have been a surreal thing just to be all across, you know, just hearing tornado sirens and nothing around, you know. Oh my gosh! I don't know. Yeah. That's you know, you know, I I like those little sound uh, at night when you play like something that sounds like a fan or rain yeah. or thunderstorm to put you to sleep. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't think I don't think that's <laughs> I don't know. There probably was one just super amped weather person that was just like, oh, I could fall asleep to this. And they probably- That's true. That's wow. true. He took wow. yours, Phil, didn't he? Well, it, 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 like I said, we both had the same one. That was going to be mine, too. So that those are our dual. I sent this to Phil uh, a couple weeks ago, actually. Yeah. So You did not. You did it did not. happen a couple weeks ago. Probably, 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 says, says, says the guy who's got cider and is not drinking it. <laughs> Big fat liar. All right. So uh, we'll, we'll, post, we'll post that particular article uh, up on our episode 25 show notes on stormfrontfreaks.com. Uh, Maz, let's hit uh, WX resources. Awesome. Weather resources, all kinds of new technology that keeps coming out, websites, places you can kind of go to check that out. Or just if you guys see something, it's like, this is cool. We want to hear about it. So Kim's going to go first. What do you got, Kim? Okay, we're going to, um, and some of you may have already heard about Radar Scope, but we're going to go back over it again because that's what I have on my phone. And I want to go to their website and uh, we'll take a look here as soon as I can bring it up. But Radar Scope, the beauty of it, I think, is only $10 for a year subscription. So, okay, guys, let me click on it. There we go. So you can see it, right? Yep. Okay, so this is the website, and it will give you all the information you, you need to know about it if you go down the website. But if you do it on your app, it's just $10 a year, and it's got the dual pull, of course, on it. Um, the, what I love about it, too, is that you can, you can go to, like, um, 
let's say your high, your super res velocity, you know, you can circle where you think the couplet is, and then you can go back to maybe the uh, reflectivity to make sure that's where the tornado is. And then maybe the correlation coefficient, you know, you could circle all these and you can actually, you know, write on it with your little pen on your app, on your phone. So you can kind of exactly see where that tornado is. Plus this is available for television as well, but it's really got some great stuff. High resolution, of course, smooth radar, um, Let's see, you can actually, you can share it, which is awesome too. You can, you know, you can tweet the, the our loop on, you know, on Twitter. Um, you can put it on Facebook, all that great stuff. The lightning, which is new, and this is with um, the new, the new one that you can actually uh, move forward the lightning. So, you know, you could see where the lightning is happening and then you can forecast it out and it'll show you where the lightning is. It's great for sports, things like that. Um, was there anything else on it? It's great for the average show. That's great. Great. There you go. Great well, for the average so, job. So the other parts too is you can track uh, storm chasers and it's storm spotters yep. on that. Yep, you can. And it puts all the warnings up there for you. Um, and you could also, the, you could see the two panes there too. You can also put them side by side if I scroll down a little more. So yeah, get the app if you're really looking for a good one. I think this one's really friend, uh, user friendly. Um, so I give it a thumbs up. Very cool. Okay. I like that. I like this. I like your take on it as opposed to whoever did it the last time. Oh, was really? That was, was that, that you, that... Phil? No, it that probably was. was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All right, Phil, I'll let you redeem yourself. You <laughs> bastard. All right. Okay. So, I resemble I that remark. Uh, yeah, you should. All right. So my, uh, my WX resource uh, was actually, I, I saw this on Twitter a couple of days ago, and I, I retweeted this out on our Stormfront Freaks uh, Twitter site, but it was from the National Weather Service in Louisville, and they posted an image of uh, tornado tracks since ni- from 1950 to 2011 in the entire U.S. And wow. they so they had a map of the entire U.S. and then in blue they tracked all of the um, storm tracks. If you guys can see that, and what, what's what's kind of cool about that is obviously it's just kind of neat to see where the mountain ranges are. Obviously on the west coast and you can see where when the tornadoes start and you can even kind of see where the Appalachian mountains are yep. mm-hmm. and you just obviously you don't see a lot of tornado tracks there but you can really pick out there's a couple areas where you can really see where there's some long tracks and a lot of people made comments that you know they, they could see this particular tornado from this year because it had such a long track and obviously f5 tornadoes have a, a thicker line than you know, F1, F2, F0 tornadoes. So the the bigger ones really stick out as well. It was just, it was really neat. This was the uh, National Weather Service in Louisville on Twitter, Mm -hmm. at NWS Louisville, if you want to follow it. But this was from April 19th. And you can actually kind of see too, Phil, where uh, almost like Tornado Alley is. I mean, you can actually pick out, especially like like that new one in the Southeast. I mean, there's evidence. Yeah, Yeah. you definitely see, yeah, Dixie Alley Mm -hmm. and Tornado Alley. You can see where the bigger tornadoes were. Right. You know, over the last, was this covered like 61 years of tornadoes. That's very um, cool. So, That's yeah, really pretty cool. cool. Did you say, now did you say there was a filter on it so you could like do decades and things like that? Or is it all just, no, there, all there wasn't a filter. It, it just was a one map of 1950 to 2011. Um, so it, it just showed those two. That was it. That's cool though. So nice. yeah, it was kind of neat. So again, we'll, we'll post that. Uh, we'll post uh, Kim's and, and my, we'll post those WX resources on our website, go to stormfrontfreaks.com, look up episode 25 show notes, and we will have those there. I'm going to flip it over to MJ. 
uh, see if we have any listener questions or comments, but he also has an announcement because the contest running over the last couple of weeks. All right. I do have a few here. We've got Mary Sloan tw- uh, tweeting at us um, that uh, she was listening to Gabe Garfield on our Stormfront Freaks podcast for the commute. And I know Phil always says, and we tweet that out sometimes, it's a great uh, thing to do mm-hmm. when you're on your commute. I do. Is uh, listen to the freaks. I listen to us all the time when I'm commuting. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to myself all the time. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Rob, Rob H. I just started the episode. Love the show. Keep it up, guys and gals. Uh, thanks. So Thank very you. nice, Rob. Thank you. Uh, and the, the big announcement we had up for uh, grabs uh, and uh, AccuRite Anemometer. Uh, and uh, we had a, a good response, and uh, Phil's kind of showing that right now. You have to talk for a second. Okay, sorry. Yep, here, here's, here it is. This is what we're going to be sending out. It's the AccuRite. Phil, give it uh, a little wind test. Give it a wind portable test. Portable anemometer. And, uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> of course, showing that is perfect for a podcast. But uh, <laughs> uh, drum roll, please. Our, uh, our winner oh, randomly selected from among our uh, – Large, actually, a very large response. Good, good. Okay, there is no. Uh, I'm getting roll. there. Hold on, I'm getting there. Oh, I'm getting there. We already did it. Uh, yeah, you gotta get there it. Us in. There we go. There it is. Peter Forrester. Hey, uh, hi. Hey. Peter. Peter Forrester at Forecaster25 on Twitter. So, uh, congratulations, Peter. Nice. Good job. And congratulations. So, and and we're gonna have we're not done giving giving stuff away. Uh, we're gonna be giving away this next couple weeks. So, as I mentioned earlier, check out uh, Stormfront Freak. So at Stormfront Freak on Twitter, that's our handle, no S at the end. Uh, check us out there. If you're not following us, follow us. But we will be posting um, another drawing as well as our Facebook page, Stormfront Freaks, a drawing for the uh, Storm Chaser hat and the laminated. Um, reference cards from weatherproshop.com we're going to be giving those away too in the next uh, couple weeks so that's cool uh yeah check us Great. check us out there so that that about does it for this episode of stormfront freaks podcast and stormfront freaks raw if you're watching us uh thanks for listening and watching if you enjoy the show please leave us a review on itunes please and and remember to subscribe so you always get the latest content when we push that out if you've subscribed to the show uh, that'll show up on your phone or your laptop or whatever right away. Definitely special thanks to our guest, Kevin Roth. Uh, he was a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was. Great. With Kevin. And our next episode in two weeks, we're a biweekly show. So this is going to be May 4th, 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central. It's going to be with Storm Chaser, photographer, and author, Michael Binsky. You know, the guy's actually a director, too. He makes some great uh, uh, storm video he's won i believe he's won an emmy wow. uh, as well for that but nice. uh, michael binsky is going to be our guest in two weeks uh, so go to stormfrontfreaks.com if you'd like to watch it live and uh, you can do that so for mj and maz and brady and kim uh unless you guys got anything else Mm-mm. we're good yeah, all right I, I'm gonna go. I waved when you said kim i apologize i meant <laughs> when you said Maz. i'm so. uh, <laughs> i'm gonna signal the happy birthday kim all clear and Aww. we'll catch Thanks you guys. guys. It was time. nice spending my birthday with y'all. Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. To subscribe and be notified when new episodes of our bi-weekly show are available, you can go to iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app and search for Stormfront Freaks. 
If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter at Stormfront Freak. We'd love to hear from you. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you're there, check out the interactive radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com, providing interactive weather content for web, mobile, and digital displays at cost-effective prices, zoomradar.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash stormfrontfreaks. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.